Hello and welcome to a Norwegian edition of the Gamble Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet, we're back for week four of Norwegian football. Greg, how's things? Yeah, great, thanks. Great to have Norway back across the Azerian, Obus League, but most importantly, Divisions 2 and Divisions 3. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that shortly. Um, how's things with you over Norway, David? Yeah, going well, thank you. Looking forward to another game week. Um, and yeah, that'll be bonus midweek Wednesday. Uh, I think there's three games next Wednesday as well, just to keep us going for the midweek. That's good. We're kind of starting to ramp up a wee bit, David. No podcast for us last week, so uh, could you maybe just give us a wee summary of where things are at in the latest season? Yeah, um, Boda Glimt, as I think, I, I tipped them to win the league at the start of the season, and it's a great start for them. They're off to three wins out of three. Nine goals scored, not conceded yet, and um, yeah, absolutely flying. Um, three points ahead of Bran, who have started really well too, looking strong. And um, they'll be absolutely delighted to get such a good lead over Molde already, who have really struggled out the blocks. Just one one point from the first three games and another defeat last weekend at Leverstrom and a red card to go with it to Magnus Eichrem. So, yeah, really good start to the season for Bode Glimt. Yeah, and I know that Glimt are just 8-13 to, to win the title already. Yeah, I think, they, I think what were they, about 64 maybe? 64, yeah, 2-1, 64-ish. Yeah, I think they were 64 and Moldo 2-1 at the start. Um, yeah, and yeah, they've, they've got out of the box really well. They did lose in the cup semi-final last night um, against Lillestrim. Lillestrim beat them 1-0. So Lillestrim will play Brand in the cup final, the 2022-2023 Overlap Cup final, which will take place in May. So yeah, Bode lost the first game of the season, but looking really strong in the league. And I was a wee bit disappointed that we couldn't manage a podcast last week, David, because I wanted to speak to you about two things. One, Pellegrini's goal. Yeah, you, know I mean, the, you, you know the goal I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Um, just an absolute perfect thing to watch like just the camera right behind it that was glorious wasn't it yeah just absolutely brilliant but like as I said I've said to other people if somebody said to me oh Pellegrino scored this goal like you've got to see it I would have gone oh he's probably like curled in at the top bit, hasn't he, from the corner of the box because he does it all the time that kind of thing so yeah just just incredible he's it really it was a thing of beauty wasn't it it was just the most beautiful goal caressed yeah. is the word I'd use great yeah. first touch so and obviously yeah, yeah. And the other thing was the amazing piece of sportsmanship. I think it was in the yes. odd, odd game, wasn't it, when the player pulled yeah, up? Uh, Bran, yeah. Um, yeah, it was board feeding. Um, to be fair, like, I, I, there was a lot of people like questioning it on Twitter. I, saw that. I don't know what people, people are like on Twitter. But like Sandra Solom Johansson, ex-Motherwell, was running. He was clearly getting the ball and he, he's ripped his hamstring, basically. Um, and board feeding saw it happening in front of him and decided that he wouldn't continue and just kick the ball out instead of going through not not quite through on goal but definitely at an angle towards the goal would have been a good chance but yeah decided to stop and it was really really nice to see obviously they ended up losing the game it was 0-0 at the point mm. in 20 minutes so I think a lot of people are like oh, why has he done that but to be fair he was never getting the ball and then you had to get an injury it wasn't like a fitness issue like cramping and it was a proper yeah. injury yeah. so yeah I think it was nice it was, like, it was a good nice wee touch and actually interestingly there's a bit of history in that fixture with a similar incident right um, so I don't I think it was about 10-12 years ago was a uh, the keeper went 
got injured while he was just about to kick the ball and he like completely done his knee and he just fell over in the heap and an odd player just ran in, took the ball, rounded him and slothed it at home. So, yeah. so they owed him one, is that what you're saying? Well, they probably did own one, but they actually interviewed him at the game, which was quite interesting. <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, I think he was a bit sheepish about it. Yeah, uh, no, it was good to see Norwegian football kind of doing the rounds in social media uh, with two very positive uh, stories, which was which was really good, um, considering you know how much we love the game in Norway, Craig. Yeah, it's great, and it's obviously great the fact that we've got Norwegian football back. The obviously British and European leagues are coming to an end, so it's perfect timing. We're on match day four. And by the time the, the kind of main leagues in Europe and the UK end, we're going to be sitting at, what, match day seven, match day eight. Just yeah, in perfect, perfect timing, really. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's still early days into the season. As I say, this is match week four. We've already had three match days. Um, we'll have a look at those games. We'll have a look into Obus League and again, still early days in that division as well. Um, let's get stuck in. David, you mentioned Bodo Glimt, and it's actually a top of the table clash this weekend. It's first three second as they welcome Bran. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's going to be a great game. I think it's on it's on the Saturday um, evening slot. It's the only game on Saturday. Uh, I think it's four pm UK time. Um, Bran going up to Boulder for what is a game. I think it was, I think Bran might be along with Sarpsborg the only team that will try and attack Glint this year. I, I, I don't see them going there and try to play a five like everyone else does. I think they're going to go there try and play the game. Um, the two teams that play super aggressive, super attacking football, um, 4-3-3, I think, I think we're in for a classic. I think Brian have come up, obviously, full of confidence from last season, started the season pretty well, um, two wins at home, got through the cup final. I think um, they're going to board if expecting to give them a good game and expecting to probably expecting to win, I think. But, um, yeah, we know what Bode are like at home. It's been... Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a few years of really, really dominant football at home, so I think it should be a really good game. Are you seeing signs of Boda coming back to their, what, 2020 vintage, was it? 2000? Yeah, I, I think they're close to that. Um, I think defensively they look really good. Um, I think midfield looks really, really good, and the wide men look solid, uh, solid and goals coming from Pellegrino. I just think, I still think they're missing a striker. They'll score. 25 goals this year. Um, I think Pellegrino will score 25 from wide, but um, just a striker that's that can add when Pellegrino's um, having an off day. I think that's mm-hmm. the only thing that's really missing. Um, but having said that, I just I think I think this game it's just got goals written all over it. I just I cannot see anything other than just an absolute goal fest and just the two teams really attacking for the 90 minutes. So the over two and a half on the kind of standard market is just one to two, but you quite like the Asian line for a bit of value. Yeah, so the so the goal line and the, the Asian line is set at three point um, which is money back if there's only three, um, winning if it's winning if there's more than three. I, I just I think this game's going to have five or six goals in it uh, quite easily. Um, so so it's one point eight or four to five. For the over 3.0 on the Asian goal line, and I think that looks like very good money. Um, our old favourite as well on the Bode Glink market is the score, <laughs> the score in both halves. It's 2.25, yep. and I really like the look at that as well. I think you could easily concede two, two goals uh, to, uh, this weekend, but um, yeah, I think um, I think they're going to score plenty as well. 
Yeah, Greg, we kind of fell in love from afar a wee bit with that Bodo Glimt team, um, and I can see us getting involved with them a lot this season. Certainly made a great start. We kind of missed a reliability a wee bit last season when they were dropping points um, more than we were used to. Um, but yeah, I think as David says, this one looks like it's got goals in it anyway. It, it definitely does. Obviously, Moda having a pretty dismal start to the season, just one point from nine. Bora Glimt already clear at the top, but we've obviously bigged Bran up at the start of the season, yeah. and they were certainly delivered that. They won in the cup last night. Did they win in the cup last night, or did they beat yeah, the they cup won last night? Two nil at Yeah, so great start to the season for them. Obviously, we said also they'll hit corners and plenty of them. They fit nine, eleven, and eight so far in their three league matches, and they're eight to fifteen to hit four corners on Saturday, which I think spanking material, even to hit five. So I think they're more than capable. And as David said, more than likely they'll play open football up there, not going to sit and park the bus. So I think the over 3.5 and over 4.5 is a good angle on brand corners. Yeah, they, they hit five in the first half last night at Stabak in the cup as well. Yeah, just just on that point, they, they were even money to hit four corners at the weekend in the first half. I think they hit five. They just said they would hit five in the first half last night. So there's possibly an angle also on on Brand first half corners. It's something to think about because I think as the season goes on, Brand are probably going to be kind of Celtic prices for corners, really high lines, but there's probably an angle on first half uh, corners. Yeah, we're starting to see some corner trends emerging already, Greg. Yeah, we are. It's been a pretty um, fascinating start to the season in Norway. Lots and lots of corners. I think we had three or four matches at 15, 16, 17 corners in the first couple of weeks. So as you say, it is very early days, but lots of corners across both the Elite Azerian and the Oberstligen. Okay, so just to recap on that one, David, do you think it would be a bit of a gold fest uh, at Podoglin v Bran? I'm quite happy to take the, is it 45, 1.8? Yeah. On over three in the Asian market. Yep. That's correct. Okay, let's have a wee look at Mulder's game. Mulder off to a pretty poor start, second bottom after three games, David. Uh, but they should get their first win on the board this weekend, I would imagine. Yeah, they're definitely big favourites at home to Starlack, who also had the game against Bran um, last night, who, um, which would have maybe tired them out a little bit. Um, Mulder, Mulder just really, really struggling. They signed Berisha, who, in theory was pretty much what they needed a central striker but it's created a big problem and that, that problem is they don't know what system to play it's last year they played 3-5-2 it was very successful they won the league um, but this year they're, they're trying to shoehorn in Berisha Breenheels and Andy came in a sort of front three kind of Berisha playing a little bit deeper and it's just not worked um, so this weekend they don't have that problem Aikrem is suspended um, after his red card last week. So, yeah, I think they'll go to a 3-5-2 and I think they'll get back to winning ways, no problem. I think, um, yeah, they, they're obviously desperate to get to get a win and at home against Stabak, I think. Yeah, 1.36 is obviously incredibly short, wouldn't touch that myself. But, um, yeah, I think uh, looking at some player markets, which I have done in this game, I really like the look of Ola Breen Hewson to score any time. He's going to be playing up front. Um, he, he's a, just a fantastic player that's he's probably playing to try and get himself a move in the summer or the next winter. 
Um, and he's like part of the Norway squad, so he's he's very highly thought of. Um, he's two point two to score any time this weekend against Stabak at home, and I think that looks really solid. Yeah, Greg. I guess we're probably at four to eleven mode, a bit short, but maybe one for the Akers this weekend. Yeah, I don't see them slipping up here. They they have to get a win on the board pronto, and this is the perfect match. I, I don't think Stabak will cause them too many problems. Four to eleven, a place you probably expect. In this match, probably a little bit bigger actually, given more to start. So definitely one to add to the Akers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, elsewhere in the league, uh, as I say, Greg, we've got some corners markets emerging. I was wondering if you were having a look at the Bollering of Lillstrom game, which is the the live game on Sunday night. Uh, sorry, Monday. There's been a few sides kind of standing out so far for corners, even from last season as well. I think Haugesund have defeat some good numbers too, uh, conceding lots. So I'm. Keen on that Haugus and Sarpsborg match on Sunday at four o'clock. And as you say, the Volringa match, Volringa at home, usually pretty good for corners and even odd at home to Rosenborg. So I think we're, we're going to get a lot of joy from certain sides, especially at home on the corners front. But at the moment, um, it's all eyes and brand for me. But I, I do like the look of Haugus and, and they could probably form part of a double that I'll be shooting on the channel. Yeah, uh, another team who started pretty well was Hamcam. David, they're away to Viking on Sunday. Yeah, they started really well. Um, third in the league, two wins, two home wins. Parted Houghton three 0 last week. Um, yeah, just looked really, really solid last year. But so far this year, they've come out and they've actually attacked a little bit more. Um, Henry Goodall talked about him at the start of the season. He was signed to be their goal scorer essentially. Um, it was basically going to be his first chance as a kind of starter in the league to see him after showing that he looked like he was good enough as a as a bench player at Volleringer. But yeah, he's scored uh, three goals and get us so far this season, maybe four actually. Um, and just yeah, just looks like a like they're a better team than last year. So interesting for them going away again. They're not they're not as good a team away from home. Um, think they're going to do most of the work at home this year and um, so going to Viking is a big price at 5.5 but I think uh, you fancy Viking to, to, to get the job done at home um, I think Viking are a decent team this year. What about uh, Rosenborg unbeaten start to the season but two draws in there from their opening three games? Yeah they're, they're really struggling to score and it's got a big problem uh, with creating chances and, and yeah, quite lucky to get a draw last week. They scored in the 95th minute um, to get a 1-1 draw at home to Sandishord. Um, that was off the back of a 1-1 draw at Molde. Um, and quite a lucky one they win at home to Viking in the opening day. So, yeah, not scoring many goals in three, three and three games. I think this could be a bit of a low-scoring affair. Odd have not conceded this year. They scored two, conceded none in their three games. So I think that could be a bit of a bit of a, a boar fest down in the... Uh, down in Sheehan, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Rosenborg. Yeah, the, the price looks good on like when you think about it, it's Rosenborg, but I wouldn't touch it just the way they've played so far. Yeah, you did hunt on their pre-season podcast. That you thought Rosenborg might struggle a wee bit this season by their standards. Yeah, I, I just I didn't see that they signed didn't sign good enough players to replace the the guys they've lost, who, which is like Tangstead, which was Vecchia. So yeah, I just I just didn't see that they'd sound good enough, and I'm still not convinced. And Greg, one team that we're always keen to to back at home, or certainly get one side at home, is Tromsø. Uh, they've made a decent start, five points from their opening three games, but this week they're away to Strømsgodset. 
Yeah, I'm never too keen on Troms away from home, but as you yeah. say, five points from the opening three games, a decent enough start for them. We'll definitely be backing Troms quite a lot at home this year, but on the road, Storm's God set just one win in their, th- in their three games. Quite a tough game to call, and I don't think the bookies have got much <laughs> between the two sides either, really. Yeah. Uh, five to four for the home win, and, and that's probably based on the fact that Troms will pick up a lot of their points at home. So quite a few games this weekend, best left alone, but that's probably one of them. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot looking like that, especially at this early stage of the season, David. Everybody's just kind of trying to get to grips on who's who's going to end up where. We've seen Haugesson, they've shipped eight goals already this season. There's concerns for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Haugesson looking a little bit dodgy. I, should, I really like the price of Sarpsborg this weekend. 2.6 looks pretty appealing to me um, with Haugesson's. Um, they're conceding a lot of goals and probably their best defensive players, Kevin Krieg, already got sent off last week. He's going to be going to be suspended for this weekend as well. So, yeah, I think uh, Sarpsburg 2.6 looks uh, pretty good considering their last away game they went to Wallerringer 1-2-0. Yeah, and early days at the bottom end of the table as well. Obviously, we've got all assumed at the bottom. David uh, yet to score a goal. Three defeats from their opening three games. They play Sandyfjord to two draws, I suppose you could, depending if your glass is half full, you could argue that uh, they've only been beaten once in three, but still without a win. Yeah, I think that's a really big game for both those teams. Um, a really big chance to get the first win. Sandefjord will be desperate for their first win at home. All assumed, as you say, haven't scored. Um, yeah, I think it's a really big game at the bottom that one. I think whoever loses that could find themselves in a lot of trouble uh, this season. We would, would um, already put them in a position where they, yeah, they probably they'll have lost their easiest game of the season so far and still not won. So I think that's quite a big game at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, on Monday we've got Wallerenga v Lilstrom, Greg Lilstrom. I think they've probably at the top of the corner league as such. Yeah, yeah. I think they're up there with Brand so far. Um, this part of the season, averaging nineteen match corners uh, at home. That's what some yeah, averaging thirty. Sorry, thirty sixteen points <laughs> per game in uh, the three games so far. So that's pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah, maybe something worth looking at, Greg. Absolutely, and I think this could be quite an exciting game on Monday. Um, Volaring are just above six to four, almost from thirteen to eight. But I think two sides will attack. So again, corners not the worst of shouts in these matches, especially now the the goals line up across quite a lot of the Norwegian games are pretty pretty high. They go and sit pretty high. We're not getting great odds over 2.5 goals, so corner's definitely going to be a popular angle this season. Yeah. I mean, this is a massive game on, on Monday night. This is a huge, huge derby. Um, there's not a lot of distance between Bollering and Lillestrøm. It's, it's already sold out, um, 16,500, which is a pretty good crowd for, for Bollering. Um It's going to be a massive, massive game. Huge, great, great atmosphere. Lillestrøm coming in full of confidence after getting to the cup final. Um, I think, yeah, it's just it's going to be a fight. I think it's going to be a bit tasty. Going to be a bit, a few tackles flying about. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a, we don't get our cards, an overall cards market. We can't bet on like over three and a half cards, which would be something I'd be like quite keen on in this game. But one thing I do like the look of in this game, and it's a, it's a player, a player bet is there's a defender plays left centre back for the uh, Lillestrøm called Christopher Tennyson. He's 7.5 to get booked any time. Probably the biggest game he's played in his career uh, so far in terms of atmosphere. Um, just stepped up from the Obos League in 
I think um, yeah, playing in that left sort of left centre back channel against some quick uh, quick volleying wingers, I think that could be. A, I thought that place looked pretty high. He's like the the biggest outsider out of the whole list. Yeah, yeah. thirteen to two. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at Lillestrøm's last three games, David. Obviously, as you mentioned, they're in the the, the cup final. Also beating Molda, and they had that dramatic late win uh, over Strom's God yeah. set as well. So they'll be going in to to this match in good shape. Yeah, yeah. Really looking forward to that one on Monday night. Should be a cracking cracking atmosphere. Yeah. Okay, we'll recap the bets from Elite Searing before we finish up on the podcast. Anything else for you in Elite Searing, Greg? Nothing yet. I'll, there might be some stuff I'll share in the channel, but at the moment, probably just focusing on, on brand corners and I'll be looking at how you as well. Okay. Uh, let's have a quick look at Obus Ligan and it's Ranheim who are setting the pace there. Uh, David with three wins from three. Yeah, absolutely flying. Um, my well, local list team that's Ranheim from Trondheim, so. They've uh, they really got off to a great start, which um, was probably not that expected. Didn't, they really struggled at the end of last season to, to put a consistent run together. But yeah, um, really strong start and um, a home game that looks extremely winnable uh, this week at home to, um, to Shag. Yeah, which would give them four wins out of four. Um, Greg, you get anything for us in Obus League in this week? Yeah, so this is that match. Uh, as David said, brilliant start so far for Raheem at home. I, I do think Shred will struggle again this season. They've got one point from nine so far. Don't win often on the road. And I think the the bet builder here is quite a good angle. Raheem pretty short at three to five. However, Raheem to win and over 1.5 match goals pays five to six. I can definitely see Raheem scoring two goals in this match and winning the game. So, that's my first bet from the Obus League in this weekend. Yeah, it looks pretty solid, David. Yeah, it does. I uh, totally agree with it. They've uh, started the season well, scored five goals. Um, they won their last home game, scoring, scoring a couple of goals against Greenness. So, yeah, I think that looks looks good. Okay. And you've also got a couple for us from Obus League, and it's uh, Songdal who are second in the table by virtue of goal difference there at home to Brina. Yeah, um, Songdal have started the season pretty well. They've won their last two games, so they won two one away at Moss last week. They won one 0 at home to San Nez Ulf. Um, and the first, <coughs> the first weekend they drew one one with Kofa uh, away from home, so they started the season pretty well too. Um, against Abrina side, who they've what they've got one win, one draw, one defeat so far. Abrina, but um, one of the lower budgets in the league, I think. Abrina and to see Songdal at one. Point nine or ten to eleven to win. I thought that looked like a really really good price for a for a home win. Um, I think Songdal should be much shorter than that. Yeah, uh, another one you like to look at. Look of is Yev to win away at Moss as well. Yeah, I think um, I looked. I was looking at Yev last week and just looking through their team and it's pretty similar team to last year. There's only maybe I think there's about eight or nine guys in the starting eleven who were. Starting last season in the Elite Serien, and, and to be fair to them, although they got relegated, they did compete uh, relatively well in the Elite Serien, considering. So, to play against a team um, like Moss, who have just come up from Division 2, I think um, you should be big favourites. They've won the last um, they've won the last two games as well. They won 3 2 um, against Shahid last week, they won 2 1 at Osana uh, before that. So, I think. Um, yeah, I thought I was. I thought you yeah, 
would be much much uh, shorter than they are. They're two point five to win. Um, I think it's about one. It's one point eight seven five on the Asian line. The zero point zero Asian line. So money back if it's a draw, which I also like. But yeah, two point five to win um, away at Moss looks really big considering um, considering the, the two teams. Yeah, two divisions between the sides last season, Greg. 64 seems like a good find for David. Yeah, it was a great price, 64. Very good price. It'll be interesting to see how, how Moss do this season. But yeah, the 64 is a very good price. Yeah. OK, as you say, still early days and obviously Ligan. Anything else for us, Greg, uh, in the second tier? Oh, yeah, I think um, Songdal, who I put on the channel today at 10 to 11, over 1.5 goals at home to Brina. As David said, Brina, one of the smaller budgets in the league. Having conceded two goals already against Start, they conceded two goals against Ranheim as well. And I think Songdal, very good start to the season for them. I think they look very good to score two goals. It's one of those ones, obviously, you can bat them to win at 10 to 11. But I think for me, last weekend, Start were 2 and up away to Brina and they ended up drawing 2 all which kind of angered me a little bit because I do tend to focus on teams to score two goals. So I'm going to go back to that route and back the, the two-goal line instead of Songdal to win. Yeah, so yeah. that Songdal to score two goals at 10 to 11 with Unibet. Yeah, fair shout. Um, anything else for you, David, in Obersleagan? Uh, no, nothing else in Obersleagan. I think um, start looked a good price as well on to Ralfos. But yeah, I think uh, happy with the, the Songdal and you have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg, one thing we're very excited is the leagues below Oberstligen this season already. The goals have just been absolutely flying in. Yeah, I can't, I can't stress enough for people listening to really get involved in these leagues. Very, very exciting on a Monday when you've got maybe 10 games between 2 o'clock and 6pm. A lot of the second uh, B teams playing, but when you get really into, under the skin of the, these leagues, there's some terrific value to be found. Even better when you're getting team news. Now, flash scores, I, I don't know how it is for you, David, but flash scores often gives team news out about 45 minutes before the match. And that uh, gives you a real... It be better for you if you want. Football, yes, absolutely. Football.no, which is uh, F-O-T-B-A-L-L.no, they'll putting team lines out probably an hour and 15 before kickoff. So, so a little bit earlier then. Yeah. So and when you look through some of the lineups, now don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting just because a side sending six 16-year-olds halfway across the country um, means they're going to get beat. But it's standing true so far. We've, we've had some great winners so far over the last two weeks. And there's games across Saturday, Sunday and Monday across Divisions 2 and Divisions 3. I've already shared with members maybe six matches to keep an eye out for. Markets don't tend to come out, though, until the day before um, of, of, of the match. So, for example, Monday's matches, not expecting to get prices for them until probably Monday mor- uh, Sunday morning. But there's definitely going to be lots of winners in there. I think with Rosenborg 2, didn't we, David, travelling up to Rana, they ended up winning 4-3, Rana. Um, unfortunately, Considered a goal right in half time and a goal late, late in the in the second half, but there's so many opportunities here, especially the, the B teams who they, they are sending a really weakened squad to some of these matches, and they're playing against really decent teams full of guys that have played 50, 60, 100 matches. So lots of opportunities this season in leagues two and three, and I would recommend anyone to to, to get involved. Yeah, and one of the things that you're always keen to do as part of the research and look at the geography of some of these games and um, part of uh, 
my notes for last week actually, David, was just kind of trying to convey to the listeners just the sheer size of Norway. Yeah. I think we kind of underestimate it a wee bit. And yeah. I was I was looking at Vikings trip to Tromsø uh, yeah. last weekend, and actually driving there, it's quicker to go through Sweden and Finland yeah. to get to the north of Norway. And I'd calculated just based on Google Maps, it would actually be quicker for Viking to drive to Wembley <laughs> than it would to drive to Tromsø through Norway. Well, I think there's Finland. a match at the weekend. I think there's so, a side, yeah. there's a side from Trondheim playing a side from Boda, I think it is. And they're obviously right up the north end of the country, but that's still a six and a half hour bus journey. We'll find the rest. Yeah, it's so there's a massive, massive journey. Uh, and that yeah. really is a factor. Don't get me wrong, as David said, some of these sides will fly. Yeah. But it's not always possible to fly. And you've got a five or six hour journey. And I guess the final part to remember as well, a lot of the first teams are playing in the same day mm-hmm. or the day before. So it supports our views that they're going to be sending a weekend team. Plus the fact we've got team news to support that. Um, Mondays are the new Saturdays. Yeah, yeah plenty <laughs> to look forward to. In As I know Greg enjoys the, the the how long the bus journey is. So I was looking at I was looking at a few games this weekend. Um, Arendelle are playing against Bollering at two on Tuesday. So that is um, that is after obviously Bollering's first team plays on the Monday. Now that's that's a that's a good three and a half hour coach drive, which is not ideal. But on Sunday, uh, Scheid second team plays against Fleuria. Um, now Fleuria is uh, way up north near Tromsø. And I'm not, they're not going to coach. They're going to fly. But if they did have to coach, it's a 22-hour, <laughs> 37-minute journey. So, it's, wow. It's, uh, so, yeah, that is that shows you the size. So, so Scheid is in, in Oslo area um, and Fleuria is way up near Tromsø. So, yeah, absolutely huge journey for Scheid too. So that's one game I'll definitely look at on Sunday. That's Fleuria. Um, and another game I quite like look of on uh, Sunday, I think it is, is Christensen's second team plays at home to Stainshire. Um and that's actually, no, that's actually on Saturday. So that's on Saturday. Um, I quite like the look of that one as well. I think, um, yeah, I think uh, Christensen's second team is quite strong for that league, uh, the fourth tier. And when they play at home, they, they should be quite good. And as you said, Paul, at the beginning of this piece on the lower leagues. There's often cricket scores in some of these games. Mm. Even on Monday there, there was a 6-3, a 6-4, lots and lots of goals. And one thing I'd encourage people to do is back over 1.5 first half goals. I think that landed in nine of the 10 games on Monday. Usually around the 10 to 11 even money mark. So lots of opportunities to be had. I've got a list of teams here who have just been involved in marathon sessions at goals uh, Volda being one of them 22 goals in their three games so far an average of over seven goals per game uh, that's the kind of season ticket you want isn't it I can, I can see the Norwegian podcast turning into the Division 2 and Division 3 podcast for the <laughs> yeah. next couple of weeks I do need David though to keep me right on some of the pronunciations so I'm not brave enough yet to start trying to pronounce some of these teams but one team I can pronounce David is your local club who they're at home to Storm's Godset 2 on Monday at yeah. 2 o'clock. And that's, again, that's a decent trek. Uh, Stottles like in good form at the moment, so that's another one on the on the channel in terms of uh, highlighting a game to, to be backing. Yeah, and just, sorry, Greg, just give us a wee idea of when these games are taking place. I know you'd mentioned Monday, but I think there's some... Yeah, there's games right well. through Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So I've got three games highlighted for Sunday, um, all kicking off at 2 o'clock. Rana, sorry, is at 3 o'clock. Now, David, Rana, you said... Uh, 
quite a well-financed club. Yes. Got, got a bit of money behind them. So far this season, their games have been goal-leading. So that's definitely an angle for goals. You have to be a bit brave with some of these games. The, the goal line set at over 4.5. Hmm. But a very good chance that you'll see goals in these games. And I've got three matches so far from Monday, um, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock and 3 o'clock. And that's just six so far that I've picked out. I've still have to look through some of the other, other matches. Yeah, so we're recommending that people do their homework, uh, get involved in these games, or just sign up to Greg's channel and let him do the homework. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Pick out some of these games uh, for goals uh, and finding some betting angles. Okay, plenty to get stuck into there this weekend. Um, can you just give us a wee recap of your podcast bets, Greg, please? Yeah, so at the moment, just two from the Obus League, and that is Ranheim to win and over 1.5 match goals at 5-6. to six. And also from the Obus League, I'm taking Songdao to score over 1.5 match goals at home to Brenner, and that pays 10 to 11. I'll also be backing in some capacity Bran corners at Bora Glimpse, and I'm going to have a, an array of matches and uh, bets from the lower leagues. Okay, and David? Yeah, uh, we'll start on Saturday in the Elite Syrian, and that's Glimpse against Bran uh, over 3.0 in the Asian goal line, that is 1.8. Also, like Glimp is going both halves in that one at 2.25. Um, uh, down to Oberstliegen, I've got um, on Saturday as well, Songdal to beat Brina, that's 1.9. I've also got on Sunday, Yev to win at Moss, that's 2.5. And I had a few player bets that I'd written down. Um, Brinhildsen to score any time for Molde. Um, Tunison to get yellow carded any time for Lelistrum. And I didn't uh, talk about it, but Mikhail Mygort to score any time for Sarpsborg. He is 5.5 any time, and he's on penalties for a attacking Sarpsborg team, so that looks pretty, pretty high priced. Okay, good stuff. Um, don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter. Greg is at Browning84 Greg, and you can find out all details of how to join his private betting channel on Telegram there. And you can also follow David on Twitter, he's at the Weatherston 11 that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with the bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Good luck.